Welcome to the Black Knight Nation podcast. I'm your host, Sal Interdonado. The Black Knight Nation podcast is host is brought to you by Higher Echelon. Higher Echelon is a company run by Joe Ross. He's a former Army fullback, a former Army assistant coach, uh, Army former Army officer, and we thank Higher Echelon for sponsoring uh, this podcast. You could find our podcast on YouTube and also on all the audio platforms and uh, check out BlackKnightNation.com for also stories on the Black Knights uh, recruiting uh, football and uh, other sports. Um, we're going to welcome in our guest tonight, um, Army fullbacks coach Blake Powers. Blake, thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. Uh, appreciate it, Sal. Thanks for having me. No problem. Happy Father's Day, first off, to all our fathers out there. Blake, we were talking about it before. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's a fun day, and now it's uh, the day is over, and now this is our time to kind of like lay, relax a little bit after, after a busy Father's Day, right? Yeah, happy Father's Day to you too. It was uh, it was good to get back home today. From I was working at camp at Kent State, and so to, I got back today. It was good to good to get back home. Yeah, um, maybe just start off with that a little bit about like what's now. You worked in emissions and you worked in recruiting for the Black Knights since 2018, and then um, before the spring starts, uh, you're I guess you get the promotion or you 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 uh, switch over to be the uh, Army fullbacks coach. Um, Talk about that a little bit and what that um, what that's like now transitioning from, you know, behind the scenes, so to speak, and now into a role as an assistant coach. It's been great. I, I'm extremely blessed to be able to make that transition. And I was doing the job that uh, Jeremy Trimble did before me and Gaylord Green uh, before him and, and making sure all of our guys were um, having support through the admissions process. So kind of, working hand in hand with our recruiting department coaches on a daily basis, making sure all those guys were good. And it was a blessing because I, I got to learn a lot and doing a lot of uh, advanced like football operations work too with the team. And so it was great to kind of learn about things uh, from that perspective and, and learn about the program and very similar to being a support staff in the army, um, being a sports staff in college football to me, there was a lot of parallels and I kind of look at it like moving from support staff in, the, in a battalion to company commander seat where that staff role really helped you learn the job and set you up for success as a commander. And now that I've been given this opportunity, I'm just incredibly blessed and thankful. And this spring was an unbelievable learning opportunity. And I uh, was kind of, I knew I wanted to coach football I, I was coaching high school before I joined and went to officer candidate school. I was coaching high school playing in the arena football league. And I knew I wanted to coach. I absolutely loved coaching at the high school level. I thought when I got out of the army, I knew I wanted to coach one day. I thought it would be going back to the high school level. So to be given this opportunity with our guys and our players who I love more than anything, it's just an absolute blessing. and something that I couldn't have, have asked for, a better situation and to learn under people like coach Monk and coach Davis and coach VD is just makes it even better. So it's kind of, uh, been a long time here with the program doing wearing multiple different hats and to now be doing actual football, which I love and is my passion. Like I, I'm just extremely blessed. Thankful. Yeah. And the coaching the be backs of the army is, you know, of course it's an important position, uh, uh, for the offense and the team. Uh, maybe we can get into that a little later. Uh, first you're, your background, right? Maybe we could go over your background. I mean, I when we were uh, scheduling this podcast and when you were, you know, 
um, elevated to assistant coach at just looking up like, man, um, yeah, you had a great college career. <laughs> Maybe you could just talk us through like, you know, kind of where you came from to, from there to now. Yeah. I don't, I don't know about a great one. Uh, I had a disappointing one in my eyes, but okay, I, I enjoyed it. It was a great learning experience. I, in hindsight, I wish I could have, um, not gotten injured and finished stronger, but I appreciate that. But, uh, but yeah, I played and then, um, was coaching, continuing to pursue football. And I, I kind of just realized that football doesn't last forever and, I, and started looking at career options and, you know, um, starting a family and things like that. And, and I looked at the military as kind of a competitive um, challenge that really intrigued me. I, I kind of thought about joining out of high school. Like I remember when 9-11 happened and watching the second plane hit in class on live television in that classroom. I've always, you know, had feelings about service. And then when football was, you know, I was kind of, tired of the politics and playing the whole game and I just looked at the army as a way to do something similar to football and I was coaching high school and then once I got in the army I kind of realized it was so much like football and so much like coaching that's what I I really liked about the army and uh, I went through officer candidate school um, to become an officer went to infantry officer school down there at Fort Benning met a lot of guys who who played for army. Uh, that was kind of my first touch point with an army football player and, and what that means and what that looks like. And some unbelievable dudes I served with, you know, Steve, um, Zach Peterson, Mike White, Kingsley, a, he went to, uh, infantry school, ranger school, same time frame as all those guys. Uh, a rod, Alex Rodriguez, good friend of mine, my neighbor now. Um, kind of came in right at the tail end at Ibolic. Pat went to Ranger School with Pat Mealy. So just meeting guys like that and learning about Army football and, and coming from the background I came from, I just was immediately a huge Army football fan. And like we were talking before the podcast started about yeah. when I had sworn into the Army and I was coaching high school football, like waiting to ship to officer candidate school, that was when Zach and, and Steve and all the Kingsley and all those guys had a good year, went to a bowl game. And I remember watching those games and them being in like the digi uh, ACU camo unis and like just being a huge army football fan, even back then. And then when coach Monkey got the job, I was like locked in. I knew his background. I knew that it was only a matter of time. And then I started tracking like who, what type of recruits they were bringing in. And I knew they were going to have those like recruiting areas that they knew a lot about in the South. And as you look now, you know, Georgia and Texas are our number one and two supported states on our roster and then Florida. Um, and so they've done an incredible job in recruiting. I knew. And then when I was in the 101st serving with Zip and Zach Peterson and Nate Combs deployed with Nate and all kinds of other guys, I, you know, they'll tell you, all of them will tell you I was a huge Army football fan. I knew like everything that was going on with the team. And I'm like, this is turning around this year after the two and 10 year. Cause that two and 10 year, they lost three or four might even been five or six games that were yeah. like less than a touchdown to some good programs. You know, they played Penn state tough that year at Penn state um, lost a lot of close games that year. And I think they played wake forest really close that year. And so I knew they were getting it rolling 
And then, you know, I was out in the army serving and my old boss from big red one, when I was an infantry uh, platoon leader as a Lieutenant that I deployed with uh, Colonel Bill Osland, uh, AKA wild bill, shout out to wild bill. But he, uh, he was DMI six here and he knew Colonel Mark Ray. And that's kind of how it all came started. And I remember getting that phone call and just thinking like that, sounded too good to be true to, to do that in the army um and then gaylord green was big on the process of getting me here too so i've always been really thankful and, and appreciated that that gaylord brought me on and now we're going on you know this will be my fifth season with the team this year and so i'm just really excited to be doing actual football now so that's kind yeah. of the whole whole process of how I ended up here. And, and I know that's a really long answer, but that's kind of how it all came together. No, I mean, I, Steve's always talking about the brotherhood on this podcast, right? And how he can call um, guys up just out, out of the blue that, and you talk about that core group, right? And you talk about Steve Anderson, Pat Mealy, Zach Peterson, Andrew Rodriguez, those type of guys. And I tell you, Blake, one of my favorite guys to cover on that team was Nate Combs because just what Nate Combs brought to the field every day um, and what he brought to practices every day was, um, man, I, I just I just remember him. I believe it was an Air Force game coming up with a big turnover in that game. And when, when they uh, were able to beat Air Force at home his senior year, I believe um, you, you're talking about just guys. And then when they go to the Army, right, and then they they're serving our country, um, it's just it's just that continuance, it seems like that kind of teamwork that's there from football. And now it seems like you're coming from the side of the military, right? And then bringing that military side to the army program. It's, it's, it's almost, um, I don't know. There, there, there is a similarity there to me. I don't know if, if, if you see it, see it like that. Yeah. I, I mean, absolutely. Just being able to talk to our guys about service and, and before working here, I was an army football fan just as a sports fan, the fact that I was serving. But when I met guys like Steve and Zach and Nate Combs and Pat Mealy and Mike White and went through Kingsley, he went through training with all these guys. Like that was when I realized like, you know, we, we had a lot in common, but those guys were just different. And that, you know, that was my first test point with army football players. And then, served with guys out, you know, after the training in, in the real uh, line units. And, you know, Zach Peterson was our fire FSO, our fire sport officer for our battalion when we deployed to Afghanistan in, in 2017, 18, but right before I came here to West Point. And Nate Combs was a platoon leader, an infantry platoon leader in our battalion. And um, Marcus Avery was also on that hmm. deployment on that deployment with us. And it just, those guys were two of the best platoon leaders in the battalion. And Zach Peterson's the best fire support officer I've ever seen. Um, pretty much anyone I've served with. And, and, you know, so I had a good idea just about, that was my first touch point about what an army football player is, what it means, what they look like and how valuable they are when they're out serving. And then since I've been here, you know, working here was really cool this year to see the senior class graduate because my first year with the team, they were plebes. And guys like Chris Cameron and Nolan Cockrell and Eric Smith and and Caleb John and guys that I was just 
became really close with to see them grow and then, and then to see like what they're going to do out in the army as officers that, you know, just makes the meaning of army football and the culture here and the brotherhood, like even more valuable and meaningful to me, uh, having served and with those guys and seeing how valuable they are out there as officers. Yeah. I know that what you said, maybe your last um, duty as a army um, officer was maybe commissioning um, players after they graduated or no. Um, that- oh yeah. The recently a graduation, that was an honor for me uh, to commission a lot of different guys and to um, do the oath of commission with them and with their families and seeing how excited they are to go out there and serve. Like, you know, I tell guys in recruiting now that the high school kids and I understand from their perspective that the, the service piece is something that, you know, they're, they're originally need to educate themselves on it's probably human nature to be a little hesitant about what that is, what that looks like. And that long, that long of a commitment. And when you see our players get here and learn about it and to be excited to go out there and serve and they, they talk to guys that are graduated and serving and they're out there living their best life, like loving the army um, you know, Christian Anderson um, had an opportunity to, to work out at Pro Day. And he said, you know what, I'm just ready to be an officer. And I, and I really respected and admired that out of Christian because I thought he had a shot uh, at the next level. And that was awesome to see guys that are looking forward to serving. Like, um, And then the AIs that have been here, like, you know, being able to meet with those guys like Brett Toth and Alex Ackerman, all them, watch them go out into the Army. Andy Davidson talking to him about Ranger School and seeing him and a lot of these guys go earn their Ranger tab. Like I think since I've been here, Army football is like ninety nine percent Ranger School graduation rate. Wow. Which if you look at the rest of the Army and the graduation rate in the officer corps, that's saying a lot. I mean that's and yeah. I, I honestly think it's it's gotta be ninety nine percent like of all the guys that have got, just gone since I've been here, when I think back to Steve and Pat and Kingsley and all Mike White, uh, a rod, all those guys, like every single army football player I served with at infantry officer yeah. training pipeline, all graduated ranger school. So they, um, I see some social media posts on Instagram with former army football players that have gone that graduated through ranger school. Donovan Lynch is one I believe I've seen. And, uh, you know, Donovan, I mean, he was an AI and, and Got to know Donovan really well. That's awesome. To, when I see those guys' Ranger graduation photos, it's like the, the greatest thing ever. Like, I, I'll send it, you know, I'll DM recruits like, hey, this is something that only a certain amount of people are willing to even attempt. Yeah. And, you know, the gratification and sense of accomplishment that you get from doing that is just, you, you don't get that going to a normal school. And, you know, that's really what, I try to sell the kids about our culture and that you get to be different. You get to do something different. And, uh, you know, we don't run or hide from that. Like, um, other academies that I won't mention, but <laughs> like we are proud of that. And it's unbelievable to see these guys go out there and enjoy it, maximize their opportunity and look forward to being great platoon leaders and, and what they learned under our program, under coach Monk and the culture here you know when i came here like speaking of the whole timeline when i first got here i was absolutely blown away like just 
was evident to me immediately why they had just come off of a 10 and 3 season where they won six or seven of those games in Michigan overtime when that year they had the, the crazy Temple uh, last minute drive when Kelvin Hopkins came in the game. Like, you, you're watching that from afar. I was out serving, we were deployed, and like I knew I was coming here. And at that point, it was just like, you know, you don't get that at a normal school. You just don't. And so that's, we, I try to sell that to all of our recruits. Yeah, no doubt. I'm just thinking of the other guys I've seen, like on the, like a Zach Som and those type of guys. And and some of the pictures that you see out of the Ranger School, or there's like multiple, you know, there's another Army teammate with them that has graduated too. So um, the, that's, it's great to hear the percentages of, of guys moving on the ranks of the army, so to speak. Um, so when you, when, when you, um, you get to West point, right. And you're involved in the missions and then you get involved in recruiting. And now this spring, we talked about a little bit, you transfer o- over to the coaching side and you know, the be backs, like we talked about a little bit, the be backs that, you know, they kind of make the army offense go to a certain point. Um, and you, there's the talent of the B-backs, you know, in the past. I mean, just this past year when you see guys like Jacoby Buchanan and Tyson Riley and Kay Bernard and Wilson Coteau, um, those guys, um, the impact that they can have on the game and Anthony Atkins. Um, now Buchanan and Riley back, it seems like it, you want to build some depth back there, right, where you can roll in maybe three or four guys a game, depending on the situations, right? And I'm guessing there's some young guys that are, you know, battling for, you know, spots in the spring and we'll be uh, in the preseason too behind um, Buchanan and Riley. Yeah, absolutely. I'm incredibly blessed to step into coaching two guys with not only their physical ability with Tyson and Jacoby, but their understanding of the playbook and our system and their football IQ after being under a guy like Coach Vitti. I mean, in my opinion, one of the, best young coaches in the nation, hands down, best fullbacks, one of the top running backs, like you name it. Um, He's going to absolutely dominate being the O-line coach. But I'm incredibly lucky to come in and and coach two guys that have been trained under under Coach Vitti. I'm incredibly lucky to to try to pick Coach Vitti's brain as much as I can and learn as much as I can. And, yeah, if you look at us over the last few years, we're going to utilize – four or five fullbacks throughout season, maybe even more. Uh, I think there was a game 2020, maybe it was like five or six different fullbacks scored in the same game. Touchdown. So we're, you know, we got a lot of young guys and that are battling for that, that third and fourth spot, like cementing themselves there. And, and I, you know, I tell them all like, they're all physically gifted too. Uh, We got some good, some good young guys, um, you know, you go down the line with, with, uh, AJ Williams, uh, Jarrell, Markel, Lucky, Bo, all of those guys are every, all of them are physically capable of, of playing and good enough. And this off season, we're just stressing that, you know, if you watch Tyson and Jacoby on, on, on film and all the things we talk about daily in, in spring meetings, that's why they're good players on top of their physical ability. They're so technically and fundamentally sound in our system and our steps and how we mesh with the quarterback. All of those things are critical. So, you know, those young guys, I'm excited at 
what they're bringing to the table physically. I'm excited to coach them, and I'm excited to get them um, closer on a tactical and fundamental level to where Jacoby and Tyson are because, you know, and regardless of who emerges out of camp, you know, they just got to understand it's a long season and continuing to keep them ready and keep improving throughout the season too. And so I'm excited for that. And and I know those, all those guys I just mentioned are excited to to compete this camp and and try to earn those spots coming out of camp. Yeah. I think a couple of guys lucky and uh, Jarrell might not have been, uh, you know, they were battling some, some injuries in the, in the spring. So now we'll get a chance in the preseason to compete. And, um, you know, I look at Jacoby and how much he's grown, right? I mean, because he's not – because you look at how the fullback position works, especially when, you know, Army has to throw the ball. The fullback position is is key in the blocking and picking up blitzes and picking up those those outside rushes too. And um, Jacoby, I've seen some growth with him, no doubt, in the last year or so with that. And it's not just running the football. It's not just, you know, selling the, in the mesh, selling the fake, right? I mean, there, there are different – passing game just as valuable and even on the um the bootlegs so to speak as a lead blocker for the quarterback right those plays were very successful for army so i mean what have you seen what did you see in him um i guess the leadership really right too in the spring right from him too i'm guessing yeah him and tyson both are really trying to step into being more vocal and and the leadership role and being you know now that they're upperclassmen and that's something that has been great to see that, you know, I kind of, I kind of challenge both of them to, that it's time to make that evolution because everyone looks at them um, for emotional support and, and just being accountable and doing the little things right. And they've both done an unbelievable job. Um, and Jacoby has really come a long way in his, in his entire skill set as a b-back with like you mentioned all the different things we do lead blocking out in space judging people's pursuit angle um something that tyson um took time and i've watched the evolution of all both of them you know over the years going back to to game and watching game and practice film when they were younger and how they both evolve under coach vd is just absolutely remarkable and then makes you appreciate when you go back and watch guys like Darnell Wolfolk, um, Kay Bernard, who's incredibly uh, well-rounded and just a very good football player. And it makes you appreciate that entire skill set that, that comes to the table. And, you know, that's something that I've challenged Jacoby and I know he's challenged himself and, and that he watching his growth as an overall uh, and all the uh, skill sets involved with the position has been awesome and something he's been taken really seriously and and like you said absolutely paramount in our system we do a lot more than than just just pound the rock to the fullback you know as you know so jacoby's been working on it getting and he's been doing an excellent job and you know his football iq has grown so much as well over the years and and tyson's you know being a former quarterback tyson uh, just remarkable his football iq and same with bo kite who was new to the position playing quarterback before bo was able to like quickly learn it because he came in really late to the position in the middle of spring ball and able to pick it up quickly um so all those guys that's kind of what we've been challenged 
this summer is is getting in the playbook, doing Zoom meetings and um, actual meetings in person now that the NCAA allows you to do and covering different game film. And, and like you said, Lucky, Jarrell, and AJ were limited. AJ got a little bit of work in the spring, and Jarrell and Lucky uh, couldn't go at all, but they're all three going to be fully healthy for this camp. And so, you know, just getting mental reps and the fundamental work down. And I've challenged them to, to go back and watch guys like Darnell Wolfolk and Cade Bernard and watch how, you know, almost flawless their footwork is and their technique and their stance and their start and their track on every single play. Just incredibly fundamentally sound. Their pursuit angles, their first and second step when they're going out lead blocking out of their stance. Um, attacking with leverage with their hands and, and blocking. It's just, you know, they almost – a lot of those reps, you, you take it for granted. They almost make it look easy. And then you, yeah. you, you go back and watch them and, you know, you're coaching some of the younger guys and you realize it's a it's an absolute science. And I'm just excited to continue to learn to coach VD and continue pushing those guys and challenging them and setting them up for success the best that I can possibly can. Yeah, Tyson was the starting fullback at the beginning of the 2021 season. And um, I'm not sure that we've seen the best of him yet. I think there's a lot of, you know, he been a little banged up. But when he's played, he's ran hard, ran the ball hard. And what what, what do you see of um, him as as, we, as he enters his junior year? Tyson is just a really gifted athlete. And on top of that, the thing I like about coaching him is his competitiveness and drive and like every drill, you know, competing with the other B-backs. Him and Jacoby are really close and, and they have an awesome relationship, but the the greatest part is how they challenge each other. Um, it's awesome watching that and seeing Tyson, the way he competes daily and, and knowing that he's, he's hungry because, you know, we talked that when I first got the job about goals and, you know, this past season, it was frustrating for him, like you said, going through those those injuries and trying to work his way back. And I think his best football is yet to come. He, he's worked incredibly hard on his building up his body, and and, and he looks completely different right now. Um, he's kind of finally grown up, you know, going into his junior year here, and, and he's putting in the work too. So, I mean, he's like almost like having another coach in the room with how, how smart – he is at, at, at football and, and uh, you know, Kate Bernard was the same way. It's really high football IQ. And that's the biggest takeaway for me was coming in and seeing like how well coach VD has taught them our system and how knowledgeable Tyson and Jacoby are. And so I think Tyson's best football is yet to come physically and, and, you know, tactically and technically. It's gonna be fun to watch because uh, even last year when Wilson Cato made that change over to from defense to to running uh, to fullback and you just see his kind of evolution. It seemed like he got better and better as the season got along and got on the field a little bit more. And um, you know it, it's gonna be fun to watch. Like you know, Jacoby and Tyson, we kind of know what they can bring to the table and what the, those younger guys that you have, right, Blake, that you know are going to have to give those guys a break every once in a while and see what they can offer. And you, you mentioned a guy like Bo Kite, who you know, play uh, was a linebacker last year, switches over the fullback. And, man, I, I thought I saw a, a photo of, like, a A.J. Williams and Lucky Brooks. Lucky Brooks got, I think, um, 
was recognized by the strength and conditioning staff this week as like a lifter of the week, so to speak, and stuff like that. Those guys are working probably their tails off this summer, right, in the weight room and probably chomping at the bit to get out there when you guys get a chance uh, later this summer. And, before, I mean, it's it's already, uh, you know, mid-June and – Soon enough, you know they'll get their chance. So I mean, if they're gonna put if they're gonna put in the effort in the weight room, and they're hitting, like you said, watching guys like Darnell Wolfolk and Cade Bernard and what they were doing, man, it's gonna be fun for you. It's gonna be fun for you once uh, the preseason, the preseason practices start. I imagine. So. Oh yeah, I'm I'm ready to get after it in camp, and I'm excited to watch those guys get the ball, get the ball in space, and get an opportunity to to set themselves apart uh, from their their peers in competition and really cement themselves. It's going to be awesome. I'm pumped for them. And I think with this, this um, offense, right? Um, yes. The fullback is a major part of the offense, no doubt. And quarterback has a lot of say, but when you got have talents like, um, you know, Tyrell Robinson, and Isaiah Austin too, to provide those big shots, that's going to maybe uh, give the fullbacks even more po- possibly options to break off some plays maybe this season. I don't know. What What are you – I mean, th- those guys are just different athletes that the Army has with Tyrell Robinson and Isaiah Olsen at those positions. Yeah, they're both great playmakers for us. And, you know, you, you see it all throughout the season. And then again in the spring game, you know, two of the biggest plays in the game came from, from T-Rob and Isaiah. And, and the growth I've seen in both of them too – um, you know, off the field, it's been awesome to see and how bought in they are. And, and yeah, having those weapons uh, taken just opens up the fullback even more. Um, it makes us, you know, harder to defend. So the the more weapons you have, and and you know, obviously with how how we use our fullbacks being so critical to our offense, having those other weapons just makes us harder to defend. And and we got a lot of of guys that you know can can step into and, and, and young guys you're seeing develop. And it's just awesome that, that we have, you know, a lot of good players that are, have proven themselves in games. A lot of, a lot of guys coming back on offense. Yeah. I mean, some seniors that graduating like a Brandon Walters, uh, Christian Anderson, uh, Jabari laws as, as skilled players, um, Cade and Wilson. But I mean, there's plenty of talent, right? There's, there's some depth built up, no doubt. So, um, Man, I think the offense will be fun to watch. And, uh, you know, um, just to wrap up the podcast, I just wanted to ask you a little bit. We talked about recruiting at the beginning of the podcast, just what that's been like for you. Because like you said, when you talk to these um, recruits, you have a different, a little bit different perspective with being having served in the, in the Army prior and now being a coach. So I, I just maybe you can uh, give us a little perspective on that. Yeah, I was very fortunate to be in that role, working with all of our recruited, you know, commits and families over the years, and helping them through that process. That you know, you you start to get an idea of what types of kids that have been successful here that we've recruited over the years, and you know, when you're talking to them about the army and joining and serving, you know, I'm fortunate that I, I kind of understand how we do things here behind the scenes and in a lot of different ways, you know, with how high of a number we recruit and how we nationally recruit and how nationally, you know, our roster is with guys from all over it, it is a a lot of work and something that, 
you know, I was kind of already involved in anyway. So that that's kind of been a pretty smooth transition for me. And I, I really do enjoy talking to kids and families about what this culture is about, what West Point as an institution will do for you as a leader and, and how it will develop you and set you up for success and, and put you on a track for the rest of your life that, that in my opinion, no other school can. And, you know, I love Indiana and I, I had a great, great college experience there and a lot of close friends and met my wife, Carrie there. She played volleyball. It's, I love the Hoosiers, but my fundamental, you know, core belief in this place is just on a different level to me personally. And the bigger mission of watching guys go out and, and be unbelievable officers you know, when I talk to kids and families and recruiting it, you know, sometimes we don't talk about football until the second, third, fourth conversation. You know, it's like, oh, hey, by the way, football is also absolutely elite here and you're getting the best of both worlds. You know, you get the elite football experience and even better experience than, than I had at Indiana with the culture winning. And, and you know, our players, they don't, you know, I think sometimes it's hard to understand like how fortunate you are to be in a culture like that. And, you know, I think over time they realize how, how lucky they are. And, and especially like you talk to guys who graduated looking back. And so I just tell recruits like you're getting one of the most elite college football experiences in the nation playing for one of the most storied programs that in college football history. And you're also getting so much more of a football end. You know, it's hard for it's kind of hard for them to understand that. So just diving into that and explaining to them what that looks like, all the different career paths they can choose from, the networks they'll establish later in life, trying to get them connected with former players and former graduates and just kind of trying to give kids perspective. And and the more they can learn about it, the more a lot of them understand and and see how great of an opportunity it is. So that's kind of just the goal is really pushing the culture and the program and a place like West Point, in my opinion, really sells itself. So that's kind yeah, of no, my entire philosophy. No doubt. Um, there's a couple uh, of 2023 commits that I've talked to that, um, that have been re recruited by yourself and they, they mentioned the relationship that they've made with the coaching staff, you know, probably the first thing that they, one of the reasons why they're picking army is because of this, the bond that they've, they've established with the coaches and just the brotherhood in general. And we talked about it earlier. Um, it's, it's pretty powerful, you know, just to, to be around a group like that and um, to share the same goals, not only, you know, on the football field, but also outside of the football field, you know, West point is not easy, right? West point is hard. And um, talking to a lot of even the older grads that have been through it, yeah, you're going to have your ups and downs, but if you have that that um, that core relationship and that camaraderie with the, your brothers and even the cadets on on campus, you know you you're gonna get you're gonna get through it. You know you're gonna get through it, and when you're out the other end, then that's when then that's when this the you know the serious stuff starts with serving your country, and and at least that's what I've got out of it from the um, the older football players. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Blake, really appreciate you hopping on uh, tonight. We were hoping to get Steve Anderson on with you to, to get, get, 
a little reunion with you and Steve Anderson. Maybe we could do that down the road. But uh, really appreciate uh, you. Uh, game. game. I gotta. I gotta get on Hollywood. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get you back on if, if if you would like. We'll get you back on with him and we'll have some fun. And uh, maybe we won't talk football, all football. So, you know, maybe we'll talk a little other other things. But really appreciate you having you on. Thanks for the insight. Really looking forward to watching uh, you coach to be back this upcoming season. And uh, keep an eye keep an eye on the Jacoby Buchanan, uh, Tyson Riley, and, and the, the be back this season for Army. Um, the War Horses, are they still going to be, they're still gonna be the War Horses, right? Oh yeah, can't yeah. change. It. If it ain't, yeah. ain't broken, don't fix it. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. The war horses of the Black Knights and uh, Blake. Thanks a lot. Uh, like you said, Happy Father's Day to you, and Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. And uh, we'll be back for another edition of the Black Knight Nation podcast uh, soon. Uh, you guys have a great night.